We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to Striking Gold, your 49ers podcast on the Blue Wire Network. My name is Rob Lauder. I cover the 49ers for all of you fine folks on the other end of the speaker. And clear your schedules this Wednesday because Hard Knocks is about to get silly. The 49ers putting an ass whooping on the HBO's in season subjects 38 to 10. And if you didn't know, the Cardinals are on Hard Knocks, the special HBO in-season edition that follows the Cardinals during the season. I don't think it's the whole season, but it's definitely right now. And the 49ers ass-kicking of the Cardinals should be front and center on this Wednesday's episode. I want to say they officially hit uh, HBO and HBO Max at, on like Wednesday. Or excuse me, of course, I already said Wednesday, at like 8 p.m., somewhere around there. But for 49ers fans, that is going to be must-see TV because, man, that was a working over in every way, shape, or form. And and, and we're just shooting from the hip over here. I, I took some notes. I wrote down a few things here and there. But there really isn't a whole lot to break down in terms of that game. I mean, there is and there isn't. And those of you guys that watched it know what I'm talking about. It was just a work from start to finish. The 49ers had that ass. First, second half, whatever you want. But it was impressive from start to finish from the 49ers. And I don't want to get too ahead of myself because this is the Cardinals. They are now 4-7. and seven. They are not great. It seems like they're, they're on their way to the land of should, you know, Cliff Kingsbury still be the coach? Should Steve Kine still be the GM? That that seems like where they're headed, but still an impressive win for the 49ers. And all you need to know is that good teams beat bad teams. Great teams beat the shit out of bad teams. And that is what, exactly what we saw. And what's crazy is despite the 38-10 to 10 on the scoreboard, 
The 49ers still left some points on the field, but we don't even need to talk about that right now. I am going to be a little bit more on the on the briefer side today, a little bit shorter pod, probably not that short. Y'all know I can't shut my mouth. Um, because I, I mean, I've, I've been up since like 6 a.m. Had to go help um, start like a golf tournament. Then I played in the golf tournament. We did pretty good. Nothing competitive, but we were more just out there to have fun since we were putting it on. Um, and then came back, hung around for a little bit. Then went. It, it was time for the 49ers game. So I'm a little beat, a little tired, but y'all don't want to hear about that. Doesn't matter to you. Shut up, Rob. Who cares? Don't be a bitch. Anyways. What a game for the 49ers in just every way, shape, or and form. It was impressive from start to finish. And again, there, there were some times there where the 49ers could have made something, uh, made a little bit more than they did. But let's just break it down from start to finish. And we got, there's, there's no person that we need to start with that's more deserving of the first mention than Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo played a nearly flawless game. He completed 20 of 29% of his passes for 69%. Nice. 228 yards. A lot of those after the cats, but who gives a shit, man? Shout out to Jimmy G. Four touchdowns, no interceptions, and a 131.9 quarterback rating. Damn. And what's what's funny is me and my buddy Bobby were texting right at the start of the game. Um, after he made that, Jimmy Garoppolo made that third, that first impressive touchdown throw to Brandon Ayuk. We were just texting like, man, Jimmy Garoppolo is having a hell of a season. And I know we've talked about that on the pod already, but um, ESPN hasn't added tonight's game to Jimmy Garoppolo's stats. So I'm kind of like spitballing this a little bit. But Jimmy Garoppolo should be right now on the season. He's got, he'll have around like a 67.5 completion percentage. When you take into account this game, he'll have uh, right around 2,200 yards, 2,200 2,200 passing yards. I can't. I, I'm just like tripping myself out with the 200. 2,200 ish passing yards. Um, his average is about eight, eight yards a pass. He'll have 15 touchdowns and four interceptions. And his quarterback rating should be somewhere around on a 105. So, I mean, that's one hell of a season. We're how many games are we in now? I don't know. I always forget. I mean, the 49ers are six and four, so we're ten games in. We have seven left. We're a little bit more than halfway. So you're looking at, you know, if you just extrapolated that out. Now, the 49ers do have some tough matchups coming up, or at least some tougher teams than what the Cardinals had to show tonight. Uh, you're looking at a, at a season for Jimmy Garoppolo that's just a little bit shy of 30 touchdowns, around six, seven interceptions. I mean, it, he's played well. He could be having what's arguably his, his best season as a 49er. And, and why wouldn't he? When you look at the the stable of pass catchers and, and weapons the 49ers have to bear. But just a, an absolutely outstanding game from Jimmy Garoppolo. He had it handled the entire way through, made some good throws, had some drops, missed a couple, you know, but really just an outstanding game. I couldn't be more impressed with, with what he put together. My dad was texting me during the game saying they need to uh they probably shouldn't let Jimmy Garoppolo walk out of that building after the season, you know, and who knows what's gonna happen from here on out. But as for me and now, I'm just enjoying the fact that we get to sit here and just be impressed with Jimmy Garoppolo. The next name on offense that just has to be mentioned to me is George Kittle. 
And good for good for fucking George Kittle. I feel like if anybody deserved a big game, just a, a bust down the door game, it was George Kittle. And he caught four passes for 84 yards, two touchdowns. His longest play was a 39 yarder. Where you need, if you didn't see it, you need to go back and watch it. But that Arizona defense, specifically one safety, I, I want to say his number was 31. Let me go see. I want to. I gotta, I gotta wander back to my Twitter just because it was in the replies. But that Cardinals defense wanted no part of George Kittle. Thirty-three, that was his number. Let me, I, I do have the Cardinals, uh, Cardinals website right here. Let's go to team. Let's figure out who, uh, who that is. Let's figure out who wanted absolutely no part of George Kittle on that play because I think the world deserves to know who that is. But I mean, if I had a six foot five, six foot six, George Kittle bearing down on me, I mean, I'm not a professional football player, but Antonio Hamilton, shout out to Antonio Hamilton. He, uh, he saw George Kittle screaming down the sideline right at him and then said, nah, I'm good. And George Kittle took that right into the end zone and said, yes, I will. Which, like I said, hard to blame him. That man was moving. George Kittle caught a little pass in the flat. Uh, just a, a, one of those typical, uh, you know, the movements. Oh, the, the whole play looks like it's going to the right. Jimmy Garoppolo flips it around, throws it to George Kittle. Cardinals weren't ready for it. And he just went tearing down the field. One missed tackle, one uh, business decision, maybe two. And uh, George Kittle was in for six. And that, in addition to the other play where he was kind of coming across the field on a crosser about 10 yards up the field, Jimmy Garoppolo had to step up into the, step up into the pocket and sort of just scrambled right right in front of the line of scrimmage so he could throw it. George Kittle streaked upfield. Jimmy Garoppolo threw it over to the defenders, um, and George Kittle took it in for six. Just a great game for him, man. And you you like to see it. The guy seems like he could he deserves more love, but at the same time, I don't necessarily. I'll never fault the 49ers for any one of their players getting a lack of targets when you look at the fact that you've got George Kittle, Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, um, Elijah Mitchell, all on the same squad. So there's a lot of people, there's a lot of mouths to feed, but at the same time, it's good to see George Kittle have a big game. Next, let's go with Debo Samuel. Uh, Led the team in targets, had nine targets, seven catches, 57 yards. He also had three carries for 37 yards. Uh, a 39-yard long carry for a touchdown. Took it down the left side. Typical Debo run. Clocked up well. Um, we, we'll get to some of our takeaways. Mentioned the downfield blocking. 49ers plays very selfishly, man. The receivers block their ass off. The offensive line go running downfield. And they bought in to Kyle Shanahan's run game. You could just tell. Anytime you've got an offensive lineman 60 yards downfield, blocking Buda Baker into the ground, who probably won't be standing up in front of his team talking to them in the locker room anytime soon. You know that you've got a team that's bought in, and it's been impressive to watch. And that's one thing that, that Troy Aikman and Joe Buck were talking about after the game. It's like, this is rare for a team with this much talent to have this much buy-in, where it really doesn't seem like anybody on the team is upset about not getting targets or touches or touchdowns or recognition, and they're all just in it to win it. and and. You know, and no, I, I speak from personal experience when I say it's not easy to get 
perimeter players like receivers to fully buy into what their impact can be as blockers. And Kyle Shanahan just doesn't take no shit. And if you're not going to block, you ain't going to play. And so those receivers block their ass off. And that's, that's when a run game goes from good to great. You know, if your offensive line is great, you can have a good run game. If your offensive line is great and your perimeter players block too, that's when you get huge runs because there's so many runs that are one tackle away from being huge runs or touchdowns. And a lot of the times that is the player that, you know, a perimeter player could have had, a tight end could have had, or somebody could have had, and they just didn't do it. And the 49ers don't have that problem as much as other teams. And it's been pretty impressive to watch. So a huge game from Debo Samuel. Another huge game for Brandon Ayuk. Only had four targets. He's usually good for more than that. He only had two catches, but they were for 10 yards apiece, and both of them were for touchdowns. Brandon Ayuk is just a natural separator. Brandon Ayuk plays. Um, a kid I coached who's now going to be a senior in high school at Clovis West, Marshall Sanders. Um, he plays a lot like Brandon Ayuk. They're just very fluid movers. They create very easy separation. It's easy for them to manipulate defenders into missed tackles or you know bad angles. And Brandon Ayuk, he just gets open in a hurry. Caught the game's first touchdown. Caught, I don't think it was the last touchdown. I think that belonged to George Kittle, but. It was just, it was an impressive effort from him too. And then you, I haven't even gotten to Christian McCaffrey and Elijah Mitchell yet. Uh, Elijah Mitchell had more carries than Christian McCaffrey, nine to seven. Uh, Elijah Mitchell had more yards, 59 yards, averaged 6.6 yards per carry. Uh, Christian McCaffrey had seven carries for 39 yards and he averaged 5.6 yards per carry. But obviously the Christian McCaffrey dynamic was seven targets on the pass game for seven catches and 67 yards. The dude is just another weapon. He's a slot receiver. He's a great running back. I mean, it's just, I tweeted out during the game, it has to be a pain in the ass for a defense to deal with Christian McCaffrey because that guy at any moment can motion out of the backfield and you've got a legit receiver you now have to cover. And you better not put a defensive end or an outside linebacker out there because he is going to get routed up into oblivion. So just, um, an absolute embarrassment of riches when it comes to the 49ers and their offense. I mean, you go down the statistics, the run game averaged 5.7 yards per carry. The pass game averaged 11.4 yards per catch. The 49ers had 21 first downs. They were 6 of 11 on third down, which is respectable. 387 total yards of offense, 228 yards passing. The 49ers, they're still very much a run team. But man, they are slinging it, and it was, it was just impressive, man. It's so it's fun to watch. And again, Cardinals are a little bit of a team that's in a position, vulnerable position. I feel like they're going to get bullied by by quite a few teams to close out the season. But I mean, it was uh, 49ers had their number. That's for sure. That is for sure. Let me make sure I'm not skipping over any no- other little notes I had sitting here. And then, you know, bouncing over to the defense, they continue to do their damn thing. At one point, the Cardinals, I think it was through the first half, the Cardinals offense was averaging like 1.2 yards a carry. They finished with 2.8, which is still shit. Colt McCoy was doing his damnedest. He was doing everything he could do. He completed 70% of his passes for 218 yards, but didn't have an interception or didn't have a touchdown through an interception that was tipped and caught by Jimmy Ward. 
Trace McSorley trying to come in there and do something, and he threw an interception to Sam Womack. Shout out to Sam Womack, who, one, had a great great game on special teams, panned the Cardinals' offense back on more than one occasion, um, and then comes out as one of the rotational corners at the end of the game when the starters are getting pulled out, is one step away from having a pick six, and then just a couple throws later gets the game-sealing interception in the end zone against Cardinals backups, but who gives a shit, man? Like, it was just a great way to cap off the, the game for him. Um, big play. Big play for Sam Womack, and, and he's an intriguing player, and I'm excited to see him continue to develop. Let's jump over to the defense side of the ball. Um, Traverius Ward seemed like he was playing injured. He came out a little bit, was getting stretched, was, you know, he was dealing with something, took a knee on the field for a while. Still finished with 10 total tackles, leading the team, and one tackle for loss. Um, was doing his best to hang with uh, with uh, DeAndre Hopkins. And DeAndre Hopkins had a good game, but it wasn't anything the 49ers would call a loss by any means. DeAndre Hopkins had nine catches for 91 yards and no touchdowns. So, And, and he has been, a, obviously, since he's come back to the Cardinals, he's been just a terror after his suspension. So the defense did a good job of holding him. Dre Greenlaw all over the field, left the game with a wrist injury. Now, I usually will wait to record this podcast until after uh, the press conference just to see if there's any injuries. Uh, Dre Greenlaw left with with a wrist injury, looked like he was holding it pretty gingerly. I'm actually going to jump on Twitter right now to see if while I've been recording this, anything has been said of his injury because that is significant. He's having a great season, um, and he's number two behind behind Fred Warner. I don't see, I don't see anything that's been announced so far. So hopefully, Dre Greenlaw is okay. Like I said, he left the game late in the game, favoring his wrist. Uh, Talano Hufunga ended up with six tackles, had one outstanding blitz, just perfectly timed. You could tell this guy works out with Troy Palomalo and almost got the sack, but it sent Colt McCoy scrambling. And then here comes Fred Warner out of nowhere and it just, bam, um, get the sack. Jimmy Ward, five total tackles, one interception, one pass breakup. He also left the field at one point, but I think he came back in. I'm not entirely sure, but he, but he jogged off the field, went to the locker room. It seemed like he was having some cramps. I don't know what he jogged off the field for. Uh, I don't know how quickly they give IVs <laughs> in in the NFL. It may have just been an early early trot into the locker room for the half, maybe get an IV real quick. The 49ers were playing. At the, apparently, this Mexico stadium is like 7,000 feet in the air or something like that. Like It is absolutely ridiculous. That is an insane in- elevation. That's almost twice the elevation I was telling you guys about in the last podcast. So. Uh, I mean, you got to, the possessions tell the story. And we're talking about the 49ers offense. Um, This is how their game went. First quarter was two punts. Second quarter was touchdown, touchdown, field goal, end of half. Then they immediately came out in the second half, touchdown, punt, touchdown, fourth quarter, touchdown, punt, end of game. So, I mean, other than that first quarter, they were putting up points in every quarter of the game, never let off the gas. Now, here is the Arizona Cardinals possessions. Punt, field goal, punt, interception, touchdown, end of half. Um, Turnover on downs, punt, turnover on downs, punt, interception. Another second half shutout. 
for D'Amico Ryans and the 49ers defense. I believe that is the third game in a row where the 49ers have shut out their opponent in the second half. So just an impressive performance all around. Nick Bosa um, had three tackles or three total tackles, one sack, uh, three quarterback hits, one tackle for loss. I believe Nick Bosa is now at 10 and a half sacks on the season, right around on, right on pace for maybe 17, 18 sacks. Maybe he turns it up a notch. We'll see. But, uh, man, just unbelievable player. Kevin Givens had a sack of his own that was super impressive. Just blasted through the line and put a huge hit on Colt McCoy, which, like I was saying earlier, you almost started to feel a little sorry for Colt McCoy at one point. Maybe you didn't. Maybe you're ruthless, which is fine with me. But he was just taking it, and they showed a little highlight where he his hand had been stepped on briefly by Nick Bosa, and they showed him taking a towel off his hand, and his finger was just so swollen. So he was having a day. He was having a day. But the defense was just dominant, just dominant. There was nothing the Cardinals can do in the second half. And, again, three shutouts or shutouts like that, in the second half, just speak to the the adjustments they're making. You know, they shut out the Chargers. They shut out the Cardinals. And who was the team they had before that? Week 9 was their bye week. And then they shut out the Rams. So, not necessarily the epitome of great teams, but the Cardinals just played a, a, the game of their life. You know, came away on the losing side, but played the game of their life against the Chiefs. So, they're no slouch. And... uh Pretty impressive effort from D'Amico Ryans. I do not know if if he is going to be on the 49ers uh, this year. Or, or, excuse me, beyond this year. It just seems like he is the most obvious head coaching candidate. But it seems like every cycle they fuck it up. and We'll see. We'll see. All right, let's get to your takeaways. Let's get to your takeaways. Like I said, a little shorter episode of the pod, but we're already at 20 minutes. So it's not like we're, we're, we're hella short or nothing. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Okay, so we are scrolling down here. We're going to start from the bottom this week. Started from the bottom. Now we're here. Okay, let's go. We're starting from the bottom. Um, first thing we got is Tyler Link, Taylor Link, excuse me, saying, Peter Schrager wanted to bet on the Cardinals this week. That would have been a rough bet. Did he bet on the Cardinals this week? Man, he didn't reply to that. We'll see what he's got to say about that. But that is a rough, that is a rough bet. 
The next one we've got, that's enough touchdowns, Jimmy. <laughs> that's a great name. And we've got a Dr. Disrespect GIF. In, I mean, if you just want preferential treatment, if you just want a little bit more hype, then just add a Dr. Disrespect GIF to your takeaway, and it just will get me jacked out of his mind. All right, a backup's in with 10 minutes on the clock in the fourth. Pathetic attempt by a feeble Cardinals roster to hold off a squad built for February. Get these guys out of here, Doc says. I love it. I absolutely love it. I love it. And it, and it was, I mean, it was. That game was over well uh, with, with at least 10 minutes left in the fourth quarter to go. I mean, the Cardinals were ready to get the hell out of there. All right, Santee. Hope I'm pronouncing that right. Santee. Don't get ahead of ourselves. Couple of real tests along the road. Too many weapons on offense for a best ever Jimmy. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, it's it's. I'm not necessarily. I don't think anybody's getting ahead of ourselves. I just think that you know you you can, like I said, great teams should kick the shit out of bad teams, and that's exactly what we saw. And the 49ers have the Saints at home, the Dolphins at home, the Bucks at home. Three home games in a row: Saints, Dolphins, Bucks. To uh, and and those aren't necessarily easy games. They're not shoeing games. This is a chance for the 49ers to truly put their stamp on what team they're going to be. Then they're at Seahawks. Then you've got the Washington at home, at Raiders, Cardinals at home. The 49ers. I mean, if they are for real, they are going to win a lot of these games coming up. If they're real. They're going to win a lot of them coming up, if not all of them. So that's going to be cool to see. Um, all right, let's keep going. Bald running. Jimmy is the best-looking 49ers quarterback. Impossible to argue with that. I mean, the guy is just an absolute dime piece 10 out of 10. It is what it is. We all know this. Saab Hakeem, 49ers potential is limitless. Too many weapons. Kyle can create totally different game plans for each game just by using different playmakers. Well said. Absolutely well said. Um, and this, it, it, the 49ers potential is limitless. I would say that Jimmy Garoppolo would typically make you say that it's limited, but with the way Jimmy Garoppolo has been playing, getting the hands, getting the ball into the hands of those playmakers, then, it, you know, it is, it is pretty, li- it seems limitless. And uh, yeah, you got it. Kyle Shanahan has just got to be absolutely loving the players he's got on his squad squad now. Milo said, miss these types of games. Reminded me of 2019, where the Niners just rolled over almost every competition. I agree. It, it was good to see the 49ers just 49ers just finally work someone over and just dominate from start to finish. And not make a game, make something a game that shouldn't be a game. Larry Barton said, didn't have a heart attack this game, much improved. Well, good, man. I'm glad you're you're in good condition, man. Take care of that heart. Health is wealth, baby. Matt Wolf, they need to flex 49ers versus Dolphins to Sunday night football. That game is going to be awesome. Absolutely, 100%. Right now, I believe it's just a standard afternoon game. We were just looking at, yeah, it's just a 105 game. It would not surprise me. Now, I would need to see what the Sunday night football game is that week. You know, I could I could look right now, but I don't want to hold you guys up. Um, it may already be something that could be a great game, but it would be tough to think it would be a better sell than, you know, Kyle Shanahan versus his right-hand man, Mike McDaniel, you know, Dolphins playing out of their mind, 49ers getting hot at the right time. We'll see. Something witty, 
Cardinals players quit today. Extend Cliff. Give him the keys to the organization. Uh, they did quit today. Um, I mean, they 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 were in it the first half, and then once things started to even look bleak in the second half, they just packed it in. They packed it in. Drew, Jimmy is seeing the field better. I say this based off his, based on his off script plays, scoring touchdowns instead of interceptions. It's a good thing. Yeah, absolutely. Jimmy Garoppolo has looked more comfortable. He has looked more willing to push the ball down the field. He's looked better at creating the, like you said, the, the off schedule plays and it's been fun to watch, man. He's feeling himself. Stu, Stu studio. Another second half shutout is a seriously impressive sign. If that D line ever gets healthy and the offense keeps sharing the ball and scoring at a high rate, look out. Absolutely. The 49ers playing how they played against the Cardinals. If they can continue to do that uh, against good football teams, then you're correct. Look out. Jeffrey K. Lyles, Lyles Movie Files. Goodness, this game gave me a 94 season flashbacks. If we play like this every week, Super Bowl rematch. Uh, this is what a Super Bowl team looks like and how they play. Now, the four, again, the, the, the key element here is can they play like this against good competition in a, in a boxing match, exchanging blows? Can Jimmy Garoppolo go toe-to-toe? And I'll say Jimmy Garoppolo and Kyle Shanahan. Go toe to toe with the elite quarterbacks. You know, can they go to toe to toe with the the Bills, the the Dolphins, the uh, Chiefs? You know, Baltimore when they're hot, I guess. You know, can they get in these high ticket punching matches and and come out on top? You know, and I get it. You know, when good teams play, somebody's got to lose. But I want to see the Forty Niners. Um, you know, really put it to a good team. Not like they did against the Cardinals, but just beat some good teams. And they have a chance to do that coming up. You've got the Bucks, and you've got the Dolphins in short order. Uh, Milo or Milo, Jimmy G is on fire last few weeks. Maybe he will be back next year. Hey, we talked about it earlier. Maybe he will be back next year. I don't know how the 49ers would pull that off and what it would take because I guarantee you there's going to be a lot of other teams if Jimmy Garoppolo keeps playing like this that are that are offering him um, quite a bit of money, but we'll see. Uh, so grass, nothing much to say. Field is good. So I'll use this time to shout out to Rob for starting takeaways on the pod. One of my favorite weekly traditions now. Hey, let's go, dude. Let's go. I'm glad that you appreciate that. I'm glad that you've enjoyed the takeaways. And you know what I realized before we started the pod, before I started recording today was, you know, I, I still haven't picked a co-host yet. I've had my eyes open. You know, I've it's it's just a, a difficult decision for me because obviously I went years with Croc, uh, unlimited unlimited chemistry there. I mean that guy and I could talk football for hours, and then had great chemistry with KP before Niners Nation selfishly stole him away because they don't want their employees to find success. So I had two guys lined up that both you know with great chemistry. So I'm looking for to make sure that you know the next one I have great chemistry with, and it's somebody I want to pod with for years to come. You know if everything works out. And I realized that I kind of like in the meantime, at least for one of the episodes a week, made you guys the co-host. Now I understand your guys' voices aren't on here, but every every after every game we are in here reading about these takeaways, and I'm glad that you guys are enjoying. Them. You know, I, I appreciate that that comment. So, guys, it, it means a lot, and uh, I'm hopefully everybody's enjoying it as much as he is because I know I am, and I just like the fact that you guys also have a voice on this pod. So let's keep it fucking going. Just get 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 jacked out of your mind. Why not? 
Why not turn up right now? If you're on the road, don't swerve. JF, too fresh. This is it. This is how the offense should be clicking, and hopefully Kyle finally sees this philosophy. Clearly, there are too many weapons on this team to not score 30-plus a game. Get great game all phases. And, yeah, the Cardinals defense is, is, is a team that the 49ers should score 30-plus a game. But I do I, I agree. We've talked about it in the past. The offense was not doing enough based on what weapons they had available to them. And it was good to see them put it all together. And this should be a confidence booster for them as a unit. Now, of course, we can say that the Cardinals aren't that great of a team, and they're not. They're kind of imploding. But this is confidence. This is the way forward. This is a, a preview for what Kyle Shanahan wants to do for the rest of the season. And hopefully the offense takes that to heart because they can be this good against a better defense. It just has to click. Oh, you know what? We've got a – the next comment is a – is a video comment from Omar Figueroa, good friend of mine. He was at the game in Mexico. And you know what? I pulled it up on my phone. And this is this is just absolute peak technology here at Strike and Gold. Now, yes, I could pull the audio from this Twitter clip. I could send it over to Tyler and he could put it in here. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to put my phone up to the mic. I'm going to press play and let's see what Omar has to say. The audio from this may be fine, may be absolute shit, but we're going to try it out because it's striking gold, and you never know what you're going to get. Love louder. Love you. Hashtag striking gold. Takeaway. Niners win. Jimmy G, four TDs. Who? Jimmy G, four TDs. Offense showed up. I don't even know who we play next week. doesn't matter. Mexico City, baby, we're out here. Striking cold. Love louder. You're the man. <laughs> not only was that the 40 not only is that striking gold's first video takeaway replies but it's also from mexico from a good friend of mine hopefully you guys can hear that a little bit obviously not nearly as loud as my voice and obnoxious but uh that was omar from mexico went to the game got to see the 49ers lay the hammer i think he sat next to uh um john chapman and wayne breezy of is it not 49ers rush right we're right he sat right, just ended up sitting right next to him. Both of which who who know me, I know them, and now Omar knows them. That's awesome. And now Omar is 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 featured in a video, audio clip, whatever you want to call it. Hopefully, you guys can hear it a little bit. Maybe Tyler can increase the uh, increase the levels there a little bit for Omar. But and you know, like we said, Jimmy Garoppolo four touchdowns. It was impressive. Omar doesn't even care who they play next week. It's the Saints. Omar, they're. The 49ers play play the Saints next week. But love that guy, man. Omar's in Mexico for the game. Um, I'm not, you know, but he wasn't he's been in Puerto Rico getting his medical degree. The dude's just getting his shit together, and then he just gets to go watch the 49ers kick ass in their first game in Mexico. So that's awesome. That's awesome. All right, let's keep it going. Omar, appreciate you. Mike McVeigh. Mike McVeigh, second to last comment. Let's go, Mike. Three games in a row with second-half shutouts. They're going on a run. All three phases of the game played well. It was another complete win to build on. Bosa with 10.5 sacks so far. Uh, Yep, well said, Mike. Well said. Three games in a row, second-half shutouts. Uh, I would like to see them go on a run. I feel like, I mean, with uh, how many games are left in the season? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven games left. Cardinals, obviously, we know at home, very winnable. The Raiders are a fucking nightmare, despite beating the Broncos in overtime. I mean, it's it's at their place, but 
Commanders, decent team, you know, beat the beat the Eagles. I wouldn't underrate them. Seahawks, 49ers seemed like they handled them just fine the first time, but this one's in Seattle. We'll see. Bucks, you know, it's just there's some winnable matchups there. The 49ers really can go on a run. And I just like the fact that if this team is real, if they can make noise in the postseason, they're about to go on a run. And if they don't, we know they're not real and don't waste our time in the postseason. But it's going to be cool to see what the 49ers can do from here on out. I like it, Mike. And last but certainly not least, we've got Jared Brown, friend of the pod, friend of mine. Love Jared. Coaching the boys up there in uh, NorCal. Uh, when skilled players are willing to block, the 49ers boundary run game is almost impossible to stop because they'll force you to be wrong in how you structurally fit the run, plus the numbers you get at the point of attack. To be right, you expose downhill runs. And what Jared's saying is, it's like, if opposing teams know that the 49ers can run effectively along the perimeter, what they're going to, in, in, in simple terms, is they're going to want to stretch their defense out uh, horizontally. You know, they're going to want to push their linebackers out a little bit further. They're going to want to bring their safeties out a little bit more just to create, to try to create numbers on the outside. And what that does is that puts maybe five, six, seven players, six players in the box. And so the 49ers are just going to be like, okay, you want to go out there? We're just going to run right down your throat and it's not going to be pretty. And we saw the 49ers do it today against the Cardinals. Um, one in the second half, once they tried to adjust to that perimeter run game that Jordan's talking about, uh, I said Jordan Jared. Then Elijah Mitchell, they just 49ers should put Elijah Mitchell in and said run down the middle, and, and he was eating up like eight yards of carries. So it's it really is if and again it comes down to what Jared is saying is if the skill players are willing to block, if they will consistently tie up those players then it's going to force defenses to stretch themselves out and it's going to create them, make them vulnerable to what Kyle Shanahan wants to do in the first place, and that is run it right at you. So it really is. It does create a conundrum. I, I, I spent all season this year just trying to explain how damn important it was for my receivers to block. And, it, and, and you saw the slow transformation throughout the year. And towards the end of the year, they finally started to get it. And I was celebrating their blocks just like I was touchdowns because, you know, if we gain 20 yards on a chunk play and the running back runs behind a receiver's block, then that's that's his game too. That's his part of, you know, and we had plenty of touchdowns that came behind running backs, or excuse me, receiver blocks. And so the 49ers are benefiting that right now. And if teams could try to adjust, it's going to be tough to maintain their stoutness uh, against the run along the interior. I mean, we saw Trent Williams in this game just went like, just down block, just and knocked over the, the guard and the center. And when you're doing that, you know, if you've got a pulling player or somebody coming across to take Trent Williams guy, you're just, I mean, the, the yards are just going to just stack up. So what a, uh, hey, what a pod, man. What a, what a group of takeaways. Thank you, Omar, for the video message from Mexico in your 49ers gear. Loved it. Uh, just a bunch of great takeaways, a great pod. I just love the energy after the 49ers win, especially after they win in convincing fashion. And we don't have to, uh, we don't have to sit around and act like the world's going to end. Oh, we got one final takeaway. X, I Xenion X, X, Ineon X. The acquisition of CMC has elevated Jimmy G's performance and is creating opportunities for all the offensive skill players. 
Uh, it really is, 100%. I thought I just saw a tweet before I started hitting recording about how much better the 49ers offense has been since Christian McCaffrey came in. That man has changed this this group dramatically, and if you don't see that and you don't think he was worth that, then I do not know what to tell you because everything has been different since uh, since he showed up. But, all right, that's uh, I think that's it. I think that's about it. I think that's a good pod. I think we should end it there. And uh, again, I just appreciate you guys. Thank you for participating in the takeaways. Thank you for loving them. So, Graz, thank you for the the, the kind message, or and thank you for uh, uh, for just participating, guys. It's fun as hell. I love doing this. I mean, I'm on here by myself, and I'm still having a great time drinking. You guys should look this up. But first thing, it's not alcoholic, so don't get all disappointed. But it's Flying Cauldron Butterscotch Beer. Non-alcoholic. If you've been to Universal Studios and you've been to Harry Potter World, this tastes just like butterbeer. But look it up. See if there's a place near you that has it. It's kind of seasonal. They may not have it. It's butterscotch cream soda. And it is fucking outstanding. Sorry, children, if if you heard that. But hopefully your parents will get you some butterscotch cream soda. Because it is unbelievable. I've got it in my hand right now. Right when I finish recording, I'm going to take a drink. Uh, I'm not going to do it now. But, all right, I love you guys. Thank you for listening to Striking Gold. Thank you for supporting the pod. Please make sure you're downloading it, subscribing, listening, passing it on to friends, jumping on whatever app you're listening to, and leaving us a positive review if you feel we deserve it. Um, But, again, thanks for participating in the takeaway. Thanks for making this shit fun as hell. And I appreciate you. But, hey. For another episode we'll be on later this week to uh to preview the 49ers matchup against the saints but uh hey we you know you already know eventually we gotta get out of here so for another episode i'm rob this is striking gold and we are signing out